0: okay uh hey guys uh last episode um we did a testimony or understanding of ezekiel i'm here with eli today uh we're gathering latter-day prophecies from ezekiel this is a testimony episode um i spoke a little bit about ezekiel in earlier episodes aside from last episode um and Eli, I already told you, I'm having a hard time really saying, oh, these plates places are going to get destroyed in the latter days because I don't want to be seen as racist or whatever. But it's in there. So um, I didn't really go over it that thoroughly in my Jeremiah, Jeremiah testimony episode. Uh, but in Ezekiel, Ezekiel pretty much matches up with what Jeremiah says. Uh, for example, uh, chapter 46 of Jeremiah and chapter 29 of Ezekiel. Uh, there's a lot of prophecy concerning Egypt. Uh, Jeremiah 47 and Ezekiel um, what is that? 25 mentions the Philistines. Then we uh 48 Jeremiah with concerning Moab. Um, you know Balaam he talks about Moab a little bit in the book of numbers and Moab is even brought up in Ezekiel chapter 25 and uh, Jeremiah 49 you got Amon Edom and Damascus uh, and something interesting in Jeremiah chapter 49 verse 39 it talks about the the fortunes being restored to Elam uh, now, when it mentions these places, it could have a little bit of a poetic meaning. It could have a little bit of a genie, a, a genetics meaning, or an actual location. Uh, with uh, Isaiah, uh, I already did Isaiah or several Isaiah episodes. Um, seeing Latter Day Exile with the Sons of Eber going to Assyria, talking about the highway and how. Asher will pluck them up and take them into exile that's what Balaam says that's what Isaiah sees and Jeremiah and Ezekiel they, they both support it y'all these similar testimonies from these witnesses um, in Babylon Babylon's been very consistent that's where they were exiled to and that's where Ezekiel's actually uh, giving these testimonies while they're in exile but and it, With Ezekiel, there's a lot going on in Ezekiel that goes overlooked. Uh, You can look at Christian commentary, you can look at Jewish commentary about your Gog and Magog. Uh, They say that Gog and Magog is riding around the corner. I disagree. Uh, When you read it in Ezekiel, it says that when the remnant of Jacob is living securely in Israel, is when it happens. And that includes not just those who live in Israel today, but also your your lost sheep, your Israelites who don't know that they're genetically related to Jacob. And ideally when you when you when genetics are involved, you looked at you look at Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan, I, I'm not sure what the percentage is. It's a it's a low percentage but so many people are actually related to Genghis Khan in China. I think it's like six percent or something. But Genghis Khan, he had you know so many wives. He had a lot of wives. But when you look at Jacob, he had four wives. You look at uh, King Solomon. You got um. Well, how many have like six hundred or seven hundred wives or. 400 or something I can't remember the yeah I want to say it was like 600 wives
1: and, and 900 something concubines or something yeah, like that
0: yeah but I mean I he probably still had sex with them maybe not all of them I don't think that would be you know possible to do that but you know when, when you read this anywhere in the Old Testament I forget what book it is uh, one of the uh, I believe it was a prophet that actually had separated these people for their uh, pure bloodline And say, oh, your bloodline is clean. You stand over here. Your bloodline is not clean. You stand over here. And that's where some uh, Christian pastors, they go to that to say the Messiah isn't black. I don't understand that. That's that's not enough detail to support him not being black. I I, I don't really want to go into that. I'm not going to argue that he isn't black. I ain't going to argue that he is black. Do I think he is? Yes, I can, I can honestly see that. You're given a physical description of the Messiah in the book of Revelations. Uh, I believe it's like his uh, legs were burnished bronze. I think that's what it says. And when you take bronze and you cast a flame to it, it does get a dark tint to it. So, um, that's, you know, theory, theoretically, that's why... I am more inclined to believe. Oh, that, that and just the area that they were located. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, but when you when you sit here and like gather all of our studies, like where, where I am sitting here, uh, where I am directed to believe that the United States is that nation of fools that Moses says will make the Jews of today jealous, because that's, that's in the song of Moses. Because you have made me jealous with. What is no god? I will make. I will bring you to jealousy with a nation of fools, and you know, a fool um, says in his heart that there is no god. A fool would be an atheist. So you're looking at a nation of atheists, and there, there are, um, there are, there, there's a verse somewhere in there, and it's. I'm getting the more I read this, the more scatterbrained I get with it. I'm terrible at organizing, but it talks about how Ephraim and Judah would no longer, you know, fight with one another. And, you know, when I think of that, I have to think about, like, racial equality, I guess. Um, but Well, where, where is that specifically? Specifically, man, I would have to dig it up right now. I, I, would, but, I mean, you gotten- if you really want to know, uh, you can use Bible Hub okay. and just type in Ephraim. And just read every single verse where Ephraim is mentioned. And you're, you're, you'll find it. I promise you'll find it. It's well, in there. I, I was just
1: but, I was just curious if it would, have may to, have to, may have been referencing the the fight between Pakistan and Israel over the Gaza Strip.
0: Uh, no, uh I don't really think so. There they're, you know, God does speak about that. How uh you know, how I hear they talk about their property and all that and I. You know, cut the head off of them and stuff like that. It's not saying that he will literally cut their head off, not like David and Goliath,
1: but it's basically putting an end to the conflict,
0: right? Like resolving it peacefully is
1: what it is, right? But that's not what this is specifically referring to.
0: No, not really. Not, okay, not, not from what I'm seeing. Cool it's, cool, it's something that would honestly have to dig a little bit more deeper into. And you know, when you study these prophecies. You can go anywhere with it. And like when, when uh, Ezekiel chapter 37, that's where Ezekiel has his, uh, you know, the valley of dry bones. And it goes in and he says, t- uh, God says, take one stick right on it. Judah, take another stick right on it. You know, Joseph through Ephraim and combine them to him. And he talks about this plan to unite the two kingdoms because they are divided. They are still divided. They're not united yet. And... So if I was to just read that verse, I would be like, okay, well he's, going to unite them both but at the same time. Ephraim gets destroyed, so what's that about? That's when you have to actually go in, and study the prophecies, or not necessarily the prophecies, but the blessings on Ephraim and Joseph, mm-hmm. because there is a set apart individual in Ephraim and Joseph, and you know Moses. He, uh, where's it at? I think I actually.
1: Well, see, and that's a that's another thing where that's another thing where it sounds like, uh, like the land gets destroyed, but the like the people could have Deuteronomy thirty
0: three verses thirteen through seventeen, that you know it, Deuteronomy it was placed in the ark of the covenant, and Moses wrote the book of Deuteronomy, and that's where he calls this individual a prince, the prince among his brothers. Okay, we know the Messiah comes from Judah. Judah has nothing to do with Joseph and Ephraim. Okay. So that would be a print. So if we know Ephraim is going to get destroyed in the latter days, then how would God use the stick of Joseph, Ephraim, to combine it with Judah? Well, that's when you have to do a little bit more research and to find the compromise. And the compromise is in the blessings. That's where the compromise is, or else it would just contradict. You can look at, you know, uh, your Jewish commentaries on Ezekiel. And where God says, I will judge the father for his sins and the sons for his sins. I will not judge the son for the sins of his father. You look at a Jewish commentary, they'll be like, oh, well, that contradicts the Torah. No, it fucking doesn't. There's a difference between sin and curses. There's a completely, completely different aspect. And when I, when I study all these Abrahamic commentaries, they contradict themselves. And they also contradict the Bible. A Jewish rabbi said, Shiloh's the name of the Messiah. That's fucking wrong. Shiloh is where the covenant was originally. It went from Mount Ararat with Noah. It went to Mount Sinai and Horeb with Moses. Then it went to Shiloh in the, in the hill country of Ephraim with Joshua. Then it went to Jerusalem. Then they hoard. They got exiled to Babylon. Then it, the, it, it got stolen uh, by Constantine the Great to the Vatican. And then we got this latter-day prophecy given by Jacob... In Genesis 4, and I say it's going to go back to Shiloh. So it, it, it seems to be this cherry picking of the scriptures to defend what people choose to believe. It's an, it's an effort to control God, which doesn't work. And uh, I forget where is that. And, and God says, uh, you know, he laughs at people from, their, from his throne because they try to control me, but it will be their undoing. You can't do that. If he says in Jeremiah to the Jews, remember what I did to Shiloh. The Jews haven't remembered what God did to Shiloh. He destroyed Shiloh because they went whoring. They did not went to Jerusalem. This is the continuous whoring. Um I'll get all that my notes. I'll get that in Ezekiel. Um, Ezekiel, he sees uh he sees a lot of visions too. He, he's given a vision of the new temple. And that is now, once again, I hate numbers being in the Bible. I don't believe in the chapter and reverse format. But for the sake of the conversation, chapter 40 all the way through 48 should only be one chapter if you're going to add numbers to it because, of, like, those are 40, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Those are nine chapters about the same fucking vision. Why they're separated in the nine chapters, I don't know. doesn't make no sense. But it's all the same thing. And... It talks about one king will rule over him, but it also mentions a prince. So you got a king and a prince in those nine chapters. It says David will be their king, and it also mentions David will be their prince. Those would be two different people. You can't not have a king and a prince being the same person. That's not how a monarchy would actually work. Um, and then it goes a little bit about Gog and Magog in chapters uh 38 through 39. And, you know, that's what I just said earlier about um, when, you know, we will live securely in Israel. That's not happening. You go to Revelations, we're, uh, we're supposed to live with the Messiah for a thousand years. Then Gog and Magog come up. And when it talks about Gog and Magog, it says Persia, Cush, and Put would also be on the side of Gog and Magog. And ideally, that would be your surrounding countries of israel going against israel and when you look at christian commentary and jewish commentary ideally they're right but their timing is so off and why why the christian commentary says that's around the corner i don't understand it because you know the new testament is seen as a testament testament for the christians and it says that doesn't happen until We live with the Messiah for a thousand years. So the Christian commentary automatically contradicts itself. But even more with Ezekiel, as far as your prophecies, uh, chapter 25, Ammon, Moab, uh, Seir, which would be Edom, and the Philistines. Then chapter 26, it goes into Tyre. Now, when you look up the history of Tyre, uh, this would be around ideal. It'd be around Alexander the Great uh, when he, I forget, I forget the details about it, but that's where the commentaries actually lead up into. I don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, you got Sidon, chapter twenty-eight, and Egypt once again, chapter twenty-nine, and you know Mount Seir again, which would also be. I guess synonymous with Edom uh, that would be chapter 35 and then chapter 36 it goes uh, he tells him to God tells Ezekiel to prophesy to the mountains of Israel and and that it it basically says that he will protect you from the surrounding nations now with all of these all of these latter day prophecies it's to be understood that, you know, just as the book of Hebrews says, once you attain the knowledge of truth and you continue to do it, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin. And when you don't have a sacrifice for sin, you got your curses you got to deal with again. So if all of these prophecies have already taken place, ideally, if there's not a sacrifice to cover the curse, then they would repeat themselves you know, history or pizza cell. I'm sure you've heard that before. Yeah. Everybody knows that. So, and that's where I go back and I think about, you know, what the Messiah said. He says when the gospel is preached around the whole earth. And if you got a God that works off the knowledge of good and evil, and he also works off of accountability and he's telling you, once you know right from wrong, you continue to do it. There's no longer a sacrifice for it. There's, a huge chance these prophecies would actually happen again if they've already taken place. Now, um, let me, uh, fucking jaw hurts. Um, I told you about this uh, one latter-day prophecy. It concerns the Dead Sea,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I believe this actually took place in 2016.
1: Or there would be life in the Dead Sea. Yeah, uh, the,
0: yeah, there will be life in the Dead Sea, and I would suggest the listener to actually go to Jewish commentary for this. Stay away from Christian commentary. But this takes place in, uh, I believe, it took place in twenty sixteen. Is Ezekiel chapter forty seven? Let me go there right quick. Verse 8. Uh, the water flows towards the eastern region, goes down into Araba, and enters the sea. When the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh. And wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live, and there will be very many fish, for this water goes there, that the waters of the sea may become fresh, so everything will live where the river goes. Now, I've said about it, and I actually think you were actually in that episode with me. Um, what took place was a little spot of the Jordan River actually eroded, and it was it was little like it wasn't nothing big and glamorous. It was just something little, and it actually brought fresh water into the Dead Sea. And you know, if you know about Dead Sea, the Dead Sea has got a, a very high volume of salt. Yeah, like nothing can really thrive in it, and when you've got this fresh water coming into it, that's going to, I guess, uh, dilute the salt, it would, over time, allow for organisms to thrive in it, um, but I think that actually took place in 2016, you can go on, just go on Google, type in Ezekiel Dead Sea Prophecy, you know, something as simple as that, Google ain't really that hard to use, you just... Is use simple keywords to find out stuff. But what I want to actually do is look at this the blueprints of this temple that Ezekiel was looking at. And I want to compare it to the measurements given in a in, uh, revelation because it does give him measurements. But the one thing that does does confuse me is Dan. This is, this is at the very beginning of chapter 48 it talks about the uh, divisions of the lands and it brings up Dan Dan is not sealed up in Revelation but there's a division for it I'm not really understanding that but I'm sure there is some sort of compromise now even Ephraim Ephraim is given a portion but Ephraim is not sealed up but there is a set-apart language through all the blessings on Joseph and Ephraim. And it's not to say that, you know, if we were to fast-forward time and say we got all of these lost tribes together and we separate them, like Issachar and Manasseh and Zebulun and yada, 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 and then we get to Ephraim and then there's like, oh, there's only one dude for Ephraim. I don't believe it's like that. There would have to be more than just one person left in the tribe of Ephraim. But ultimately, yes,
1: Ephraim would get destroyed. And that is
0: not. I don't believe
1: that. Now, Hmm. what about, what's your take on this theory of not necessarily the land (laughs) being destroyed, but the bloodline being destroyed? Would that be a possibility? I don't really think God would work like that. Not when. Well, like not even necessarily being destroyed, (laughs) but when it talks about it being destroyed, as in that that bloodline just died out; it was no more. Uh, I'm just trying to think of like with Ephraim being destroyed in the latter days. Yeah. Well. Okay. Because like it could (laughs) it could be. It could be a land. It could be the the movement of people, or it could just be that the family, like, cause, like you said, it's like the genetics died off. Is what you're saying? Right. They just quit. Like right that the that gene. that line of genetics <laughs> ended up dying out, and there was. Well, then you would
0: have to think about uh, the legalistics of it. Uh, you know, through Judaism today, they don't consider you being Jewish. If it passed through your father, it would have to be through your mother. Why they think that, a fuck if I know, doesn't make no sense. Isn't that it's,
1: generally opposite of what is, like...
0: It's the opposite of science, because that's not how genetics works. Right. You gotta, it, like, it don't make no sense. So, I don't really entertain it. But, as far as the other suggestion that you made, as far as the people, the, the movement of the people. If we've got these... Latter day prophecies concerning Edom and Mount Seir. And you know, just read that in Ezekiel. That's uh let's see, you got chapter thirty-five about Mount Seir and chapter twenty-five about Edom. That would be more or less the people rather than the biblical location because, you know, people migrate. Right. But they do. move And, you know, even with, uh, like Ephraim being destroyed. They, why would Ephraim be destroyed? Well, because there's a set apart person. And if this set apart person is going to be killed in the latter days and, you know, ideally, you know, the sign of Jonah is for an adulterous generation, and the adulterous, the, uh, the adultery being, you know, whoring at the other right. guys. Right,
1: and so, the only the only reason I I brought that up is because when you were explaining to me about the the tribes and everything that kind of went along with <laughs> that, and how it went from you know being the the name of the tribe to. Uh, a name of the actual nation attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't. It like. It doesn't say that the the nation of Israel or this, you know, this city. It speaks specifically, of the tribe. Yes. Yeah, it's so it's like so it's it, it it doesn't say that you know, mm-hmm. like um, te- it doesn't say Tel Aviv was destroyed. It it says Ephraim was destroyed, so it's not. To me, it yeah, sounds. To were, me, it were sounds were like say, it's not referencing. It's not referencing the land. It's referencing the people.
0: Yes, exactly. Because if you were to like look at the property lines of Israel as far as how they were distributed to each tribe, Ephraim is you no know, just a fraction of Israel. Right. So for it for that portion of Israel to be destroyed. In the latter days, it wouldn't really
1: make sense. It wouldn't
0: at all. So
1: that that's why that's why I brought up the the genetics going out because it either seems like the rest like the remainder of that tribe dying off or that 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 line of genetics is no longer on the face of the earth. That's that's kind like that. It could be.
0: It could be. And that's
1: that's just that's just a that's not that's just a theory. Mm-hmm. Like because the way it's worded it it could mean a couple different things,
0: I feel. It could be, and that's why you gotta you know, That's why I'm gathered, right? you know, you I'm I'm kind I'm just can. kinda
1: bouncing ideas off of you just to see like, you know, hey, could this be a possible theory? Uh,
0: I wouldn't say so. You don't think so? I don't think so because, you know, with you know that's Hosea chapter five that says if is destroyed in the latter days, but when you read the chapter before that you know, Ephraim's got a, an idol problem. They're addicted to graven images, and, you know, ideally graven images For, are synonymous right, with right. so they symbolism.
1: So they're whoring around not too long after their genetics are wiped off the face of the earth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, how are they wipe them off the face of the earth? Uh, well, I mean, if we're talking about latter-day prophecies, there's probably, like, that, that line of genetics is probably thin at this point. No, so, I don't think so. You think it's higher? Yeah. Yeah. A lot
0: higher.
1: A lot higher. Yes,
0: absolutely.
1: Hey, like, I'd like to do research on that. And, like, good luck.
0: I want to look at the
1: genetics. Yeah, go deeper into the genealogy. Yeah,
0: and it's it's hard to do. And at the end of the day, I oh mean, yeah, especially
1: I was, going back that far. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, and, and, and if, if I wanted to actually be, you know, professional about it, genetics don't make a damn. It's all about obedience. I mean, yeah. you look at you look at Joshua and when they, he just sent the spies into Jericho and that. Prophet, what was her name? Rahab. She when she tied that cloth on the door. She, not being an Israelite, was given favor by God. So it's not It's not Incredibly about genetics
1: Well see and like I mean the Jews were Originally favored by God But then they were like Hey yeah no But it wasn't
0: It wasn't because of Their righteousness It was because of Abraham The Israelites Are God's people Not because of their actions But because of Abraham Okay That's what it all goes back to If it wasn't for Abraham Then you know, it probably would have went to somebody else that called bullshit on, you know, another false religion. I mean, ideally, that's where it started. It started with Abraham. He saw all these. He went outside. And he saw the sun. and Maybe the sun's God. And he come back out at night. Well, the sun's gone. That can't be God. Well, there's the moon and there's the stars. Maybe they're God. And he goes back out in the daytime. Well, they're not God because they're gone. Then he went into his father's shop, Terra. And smashed all of his idols except for one. And Terah was like, what the fuck happened? And he was like, oh, well, that idol killed all the rest of them. And you see, he's got the hammer. And Terah was like, well, that's impossible. They're just rock. And Abraham was like, well, why do you sell them as gods then? So, I mean, ideally, the Israelites are not righteous because of their sake. They are righteous because of Abraham. The covenant goes back to Abraham. That is a real Abraham accord. It's not got nothing to do with government. It doesn't have it, honestly, it doesn't really have anything to do with religion. It was the avoiding religion while still believing in God.
1: Right. Okay. Because, you know, so. Hey, so hey. he's saying, hey, you're using religious practice, false religious practices to make money. Yeah. And it's not, it has no credible substance. It's just a pleasant story that you sell to people.
0: Yeah. It, it, religion is for control That's all it's ever been like if you look at capitalism ideally capitalism cannot survive without religion it won't it it, it it balances it you look at how the economy goes we take away you know like Christmas take away that you know you got to get rid of Black Friday you have to get rid of all these holiday sales and you look I think Toyota Thon would be only be the real Sale really left. I mean, I was pulling one <laughs> out of my ass, but you know,
1: shout out Toyota. <laughs> but Rick Henry I don't
0: think we can say his name. Can we say that name? I don't know. I don't give a I fuck. Oh, god, really? sue, sue me, sue so you. You,
1: <laughs> you want to get nothing exactly. You just, just want to get locked up because I, I said your name. Well, I have to hear it every day. shouldn't broadcast it yeah. no what? gave you free promotion bitch
0: <laughs> but looking still at all these latter day prophecies there's a lot of shit going to happen in the middle east man does that match the tone of both your Jewish and Christian commentary yes it does but the timing is off okay now, you know, I mentioned in an earlier episode about um, Israel claiming that their Messiah is here. I don't really want to jump on that bandwagon and say, yes, they are claiming their Messiah is here. I don't know if they are claiming this guy as their Messiah. Do I believe he's the Messiah? Hell no. I won't believe it for a second. And does it doesn't Where's worse is Elijah it all makes no sense it's not biblically accurate so I'm not really going to entertain it but if we've got all these latter day prophecies of an exile to Assyria and all this bad shit it doesn't line up <coughs> it doesn't why
1: would, why would the Messiah come before all that I, and you know honestly it's it's like a, it's like you said man like there's <laughs> wait, weight and it looks like people get like have gotten tired of waiting, and they're just like, "Yeah, like oh, well, I'm just gonna go like fulfill these couple things myself." You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and you can't do that. Like that. Like how you how you gonna go pray to a wall but have no Elijah? I was
0: not gonna say that. Like, <laughs>
1: like I, I didn't know. say no names, but
0: it was you got all these people that do that. It ain't just the Jews that do that. Muslims do that too.
1: Oh, I know,
0: man. And it's not something like, when you look at the Quran. you got, you know, Prophet Muhammad. Like, I told you, I'm always going to call him a prophet. Do I believe in Islam? Nope, but he's always going to be a prophet, man. I will get killed if I explain why. But, you know, he went up to heaven on like a horse or something. And he, you know, he begged God, lower the number of prayers. Why? Why would you? Why would you want to have a limited number of prayers? What kind of God would set appointments for prayer? My, I ain't got to schedule an appointment for my God. I can pray whenever the fuck I want. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't it doesn't add up to me. And when I look at what Abraham says, that kind of adds up to me. And I'll tell you that after this episode. I'm not saying that, but with, with all these Abrahamic religions.
1: They're not really Abrahamic. You know what I'm saying? So if Abraham worshiped the same God that believes that Christ is the Messiah, why, why would somebody go make, you know what I'm saying, like it should all be under one accord. Why would you go make a separate religion based around Abraham? Because
0: people want a God that they are okay with. They want answers now. They're not patient. They want to control God.
1: Uh, just ask. Yeah, it
0: doesn't work like that. Like even I when mean, you, it
1: does. It, it depends on what you're asking for. So you like if I was to sit here. I mean some some questions there aren't answers to. Oh, no is a fucking answer. Exactly. So it's like yes.
0: Uh, you know, the one argument is, you know, I don't believe in God because my prayers ain't answered. So if I take a fucking magic eight ball and I ask that magic eight ball a question and I shake it and it says, ask it again later. Am I going to say that magic eight ball ain't fucking real even though I'm holding it in my hand? Yeah. No. But if I'm hard-headed, I'll be like, well, that magic eight ball ain't there. People want answers now. And that's not how God works. No, I mean, or at they, least that's also, not how my God
1: works. They also think... They have, a, they have a prediction of how things are supposed to be answered. And it doesn't always work like that. says yeah. signs and wonders for a reason, bruh. Yeah, I mean, ideally it would work in a slow process. Well, know. that's the thing. People don't want to wait. No, like, I, s- wait. I swear to God, a lot of this shit is fucking like publicity stunts. Yeah. Like, fucking, like, Like, it's like, oh, hey, look, we're gonna get a whole shit ton of clout on Twitch, guys. (laughs) Clout. We're gonna get a whole shit ton of clout on Twitch. Do it for the vine. Record this man, he's praying to a wall.
0: That's. that's (laughs) I saw that.
1: Bro, I was was like, I just, I don't. Please, no. I don't understand. (laughs) No. I don't understand. Uh, some people some people just don't make sense to me.
0: It's it's like you look at um Cora. Hmm. No, know, Cora was. Cora was the one who came from the airbender? No. <laughs> when Moses Moses and Aaron when they were around like you know, around the camp around Mount Sinai, Cora, he came up and he wanted to be the priest. All right, is I don't like how you're running things. I want to be the priest, and Moses like so uh, that's not going to happen. Even if you wanted to, it's not going to happen. So if we look at where we are now, the spirit of Korah would have taken over the Judaic Abraham religion because they cling to the se- second temple. Right, they didn't even cling to the first temple. Why cling to the second temple? Why cling to the second temple when King Solomon said about the first temple? These walls cannot hold you. Why pray to a wall? It's idolatry. Why why pray to a Kabbalah?
1: It's idolatry.
0: You're praying to an an, an object that has no. Birth. So,
1: answer me this: Was there ever supposed to be churches to begin with?
0: Okay, the rule for churches: one, no denominations. Okay, does Paul say to you know congregate with your brethren? Yes, he does. But at the same time, would you get inside of a house if it was on fire? No. No, you fucking wouldn't. So if you're told to avoid denominations, would you still cling to, well, I've got to go to church because Paul said it. Okay, was your church a denomination? Then you can't do it. You get so much division in the truth, you, you stray away from the truth. Churches do not preach the true gospel. Okay, the gospel is that The sacrifice and resurrection of Messiah is the blood of the covenant. The covenant is, I will be your God. You will be my people. Not Marduk will be your God. Not Ishtar. Not Tammuz. Not Solavictus. Not any one of them false gods will be your God. So, ideally, if you've got this church that says his grace is sufficient, God knows your heart, you can serve other gods, Uh, that's practically false prophecy. Deuteronomy 13, anybody that tells you to follow the ways of another god is a false prophet. So, ideally, what, what you're asking me is, should we have churches? At this point, no. We shouldn't.
1: Well, i was saying, was there ever supposed to be a design, like, were we supposed to ever have <clears throat> churches? Yes, we were. We were so, supposed so to have we were. So, we were supposed to have the old temples back yeah. in the day? For no, this. no, 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 no.
0: That's not a church. There's a difference between, you know, a congregation of believers in a building, okay? Uh, these people, like, you look at the apostles. Right, right That's, so,
1: that's I, I'm talking about the buildings. I'm talking about... You're
0: talking about the buildings. No. Okay. I don't believe so. Uh, but, I mean, you might can say, well, we would have to have a roof over our head to do this. Okay, yeah, I can sympathize with that, but are you going to actually preach the truth? Because if you're blind to the truth, you don't need to be preaching. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Messiah says and
1: Like so <sighs> do you think just new just idea that popped into my head. Do you feel that if we're going to have quote uh it's mm-hmm. following the Bible so far as get like gathering of the brethren? Mm-hmm. To me, I like I've heard all the sermons that could be preached. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, what
0: what is your idea of a sermon? If, that, I, if I was the okay, goal. well, hold on, hold on.
1: Here, let me let me let me pitch my idea first. I sorry, I I, I was bringing into it. Hmm. I can be drawn out sometimes. I feel you. Um, instead of having a preacher and going over like, okay, we're preaching sermons and this that and the third coming together and congregating and trying to figure out the, the next move of the people of faith and how we can grow and work together to build up our community and make the community uh, stronger. In conclusion, with trying to make the community stronger in ways of bringing the people together, having the gathering of the brethren Without it being a religious or church aspect, um, I feel like it it should almost be like uh, community meetings and get-togethers and how we can better further ourselves and bring our people closer to God and really get the, the true message and meaning behind things. Instead of one person just saying, hey, this is how it is, and then another person Creates another denomination. It's like, hey, but not really. It's like this though, and it it, that's that's how it's been going. And then you have people that go to one. You know, oh, this person says this denomination. This person says this denomination. I don't believe in the denominations. We all believe in the same God. Mm -hmm. We all believe Christ died for our sins. Like the some people have different views and ideas on different historical aspects of the bible um that's a history problem that has mm-hmm. to me that has nothing to do with faith like you said you're reading it as a history book people have historical debates all the time on how they feel things went on or sh- things could have happened uh there's several different versions of history depending on who you ask so it's not a matter of belief it's a <laughs> it's a matter of how they believe the history went, and I don't feel that that should, uh, I don't feel that that should reflect our faith. You know how many times I've read the Bible
0: in two years? Probably more than I have. More than six times. I'm probably up to over ten. Now
1: that's impressive. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I guess I did most of my reading actually when I was uh, an over-the-road truck driver. You know, you drive for like 11 hours a day. I feel it. You know, audio is 2021. 20, it's very easy to do. So when you bring up interpretations of the Bible, ideally there should only be one interpretation. Now, well, I mean, you walk. No, 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 no. You go into a church. You sit down in your pew, and you have your pastor in the pulpit, and usually they. Either quote from either a letter from Paul, or they'll quote something from the Gospels. Now, if you're going, you can quote from any one of those. But if you find any contradiction, then your interpretation must be wrong. I don't believe there's any real contradic- uh, contradictions in the Bible. Now, there are two different testimonies of the crucifixion, one from each. Or one one from one disciple and one from another. And that contradiction would be, you know, one person, they saw the Messiah on the cross. They had a, uh, the Messiah has a different color garment on his body. Well, one, uh, one disciple may say it was scarlet, another uh, disciple may say it was purple. You could call that a contradiction, yes, but it's to be understood that these are different perspectives, but they're not different interpretations paul you can read all of these letters and that's what they are they are letters so romans chapter 3 verse 31 okay now before i quote what that says a lot of people say the messiah finished the law on the cross you don't finish a law you abide by it you can finish a prophecy the okay, Messiah says, "Don't think I came to abolish the law; I came to fulfill." And a lot of Christians say, "Oh, He fulfilled the law. You cannot fulfill a law; you, ab- you abide by it." All right. Okay. So, when when Paul talks about this grace that we are given through the sacrifice, did the Messiah take the curse of the Torah on our behalf? Yes, that's uh, Galatians chapter three. He did. But at the same time, when Paul wrote to the Romans, Romans chapter three, verse thirty-one do we then overthrow the law by this faith by no means on the contrary we uphold the law so the law that's synonymous with the torah okay just because he took the curse of the torah on your on your behalf doesn't mean to sit there and abuse it hey, yes we have grace but you don't abuse grace that's where the letter to the hebrews comes in if you treat the sacrifice as if it was animal blood then you know you're you know, god's gonna get you basically so there's there shouldn't be more than one interpretation of what you're reading. You're reading a book. You're reading well, a history I'm book. Not, so. I'm
1: not saying I'm not saying that there is another interpretation, but people have different perceptions, and I don't. They let their heart do the perceiving instead of their eyes. You you read it and Look, you see what these people. I are feel doing. that I feel okay. that, but even like generally, it's over minute details. So should should we really let Someone else's se like, we still all believe, majorly, the same thing. So, okay, somebody has a different perception of how one or two minor details went on. Cool, that's great. Why are we letting that cause division?
0: Because the heart is a deceitful thing. You tell somebody Christmas is a sin, they say, God knows my heart.
1: I mean, that's cool, that's cool. I can I can see that. I can see that, but I, I I feel that instead of there being division, we should come (laughs) to an agreement and work through these problems. That's not going to happen. I didn't say it was going to happen. I said it's what should happen.
0: It should happen, but it's not going to happen. Even the Messiah said it's not going to happen. He says, "Don't think I came to bring. I came to bring division. I came to bring a sword."
1: But also, it says that in the latter days, their uh, people of true faith will be far and few in between. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to find the few. I'm not really concerned as much about the many, I want to find the few. Mm.
0: That's a pickle. Sometimes we don't get what we want.
1: I mean, I got one.
0: Yeah. One. But you're you're asking for something that's out of man's power. That's not something you're ever going to do. Because, I mean, if you you, you, you pull in Daniel, Daniel says that, you know, the people that you want to find, the people that, still had the same belief but abuse grace will attach themselves to the wise so even even the goats will try yeah, to blend yeah. themselves into the sheep you know what i'm saying yeah that uh, what you're asking for can only be done by the messiah and that would be basically done through god's plan which would be through this so we wait uh, yeah, you have to wait. Exactly. It, it, it's it's not something that's going to be done overnight. If you want to find out who's going to be obedient to God, you're not going to find out. You're not. I mean, you can go based off of their actions or off their off their fruit, but you know, ideally, people are full of shit. I can be oh. full of shit sometimes. I mean, that's you a, definitely were earlier. I mean, people people are human. Yeah. Okay, and we are, we attach ourselves to I mean some people they attach themselves to either a comfort zone or they attach themselves to some sort of vanity.
1: I guess I guess
0: the point that I'm getting at is, is how can we let's find out who is like us like and congregate with them. That's what right, we're asking. Right. That's not gonna happen. Mm. It's not. It's not. Maybe. Not now. No, but it can't it maybe will not happen. We shall see. I I shall wait and see. You will wait and see. But like when you sit here, you you read what the Messiah says. He says you have to be born again. He's talking about for the second life. See, even the Pharisees didn't understand that. That's because they didn't believe in reincarnation. Okay, they still don't. The Jews today do not believe in reincarnation. They don't not not so much as like you know uh, believe Hindus believe not like that. But it's the belief of. Getting through this first life, being by being obedient to God, you know, loving God with all your heart and loving others as you love yourself, but it's about waiting for the real thing, so you can be born in for that second life. You're not going to find out who the true congregation is until that second life. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's all a work in progress. We're sitting here and like what this all started from like well, what thirty AD and where we are over seven hundred uh seventeen. Well I mean in in your in your perspective,
1: like so I believe, you know, me and you we feel like we're part of the true congregation. Yeah, and
0: that's that's because we we're able to right. identify so, so our that's
1: that's 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 what it means by uh, gathering with the brethren mm-hmm. those of those of like mind yeah so it's it's more s- seeking those of like mind that believe in the same way that follow the same course of action mm-hmm. the wise mm-hmm. that are willing to listen the bible says a wise man is slow to speak but quick to listen mm-hmm. so uh, I talk a
0: lot I'm not really slow to speak but um, also, like
1: you, you can always gain more wisdom. I, mean, I, I guess. But,
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: what,
0: what, what you're? I see what you're asking. You're wanting to know the best way Cause, to have
1: cause fellowship. Well, not even, not even just to have fellowship, but to spread truth. Because it so we want as many like the bible says that there's going to be few that will accept the truth and follow the truth and enter the kingdom of heaven correct but our yeah. go, but our goal is supposed to be to bring as many people as we can with us correct yeah because we all want people to know the truth to find light yeah. to find peace to find, you know, what I'm saying to what I'm to, reading, I don't read peace. I'm not reading peace. I'm reading a lot of bad shit. Peace is at the end, but a lot of people make it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Something. You you have to you have to, uh. You have to get through the waiting period. You have to find the ones that are willing. Uh, I don't know who it was that called it the good fight. Mm. But we were yeah, we it was all said that it was going to be a fight. We were told we were going to be persecuted from day one. Yeah, but uh all honestly we're persecuting ourselves and not even knowing it. I mean I believe that that was known from the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's what you're that's what you're pointing out now. Yes. So excuse you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um I'm so glad you're way over there. <laughs> I just I I feel like I would Like for us to You know try and help Wreck it you know Help more of More people of faith Recognize The, the errors of the past And Help us not Repeat the mistakes that we've continuously made throughout history. Hmm. And the more people, you know what I'm saying? The more people that hear the truth, believe the truth, then the more people can spread the truth. Yeah. But with that, there, like, yes, there is a lot of bad, but there is also good, too. There has to be a balance. think huh there is
0: how many people are on this world 8 billion sounds right 8 billion people on this world and if we were to separate them based off of for the sake of the argument theological beliefs I think 1 million of them are actually Christian I think By whose standard? Self-proclaimed. Okay. And then, you know, you obviously got your other religions too, so. And based off of, you know, speaking like a dragon, it would be religion, you know, false worship, graven images, false mark of authority. So, you're talking about sifting through 8 billion people to find out who you should fellowship with, there's no peace in that. There's not. You look at the history of how religion is done, it's either done through uh, appeasing people, telling them what they want to hear, or it's done through force. And ideally, from what I'm reading in here, it, it's not necessarily done through force, it's done through humbling, whether it's through being exiled or uh, being refined to silver by, You know, I, mean, uh, I told you what it means to be refined as silver, you, you know silver is done being refined when you can see your reflection in it so 8 billion people being refined by God until he can see himself in them people. It's not... It's not going to be 8 billion people.
1: No, it's not. It's not. And
0: at the same time, if I say that, somebody could be like, oh, you're condemning
1: 8 billion people to hell. I'm not. It's not something that I'm condemning. It's something I'm reading. No, and if, if people would look in the mirror, they would see... That they've already condemned themselves. That's not something that me or you did. We're just making the observation. That's a science. That I mean, it's not even a science. Well, you a can science you is can a physical you observation can, change. Okay, cool, but fair, fair. That's a fair explanation. You can look outside, and see people killing each other every day. You can see people. Stealing from each other every day.
0: Well, I'm not going to sit here and say that somebody steals something. That they're going to burn for eternity for it. You got to look at the intention. Abraham lied. He lied to save his own skin. He says, Sarah, tell them that you're my sister. David, he stole the bread. It was hungry. The Messiah healed on a Sabbath. He worked on the Sabbath, but each one was done with a positive intention people go out there and they kill well, what was their intention what is the background story When, like what happened you was it in Ohio the uh, the 16 year old african-american girl who had a knife in her hand and you know she was swinging it and at two other I think it was two other females and then a cop showed up and just shot her four fucking times but then like not even a week earlier you have a cop that's confusing a taser gun for a fucking 9 millimeter or whatever they carry, so what's the intention, is it on accident, is it on purpose was it for defense, was it for protection of another
1: so and that is why morality
0: is subjective and like, and, and that's nihilism I, I'm, I'm, I'm a nihilist in a sense, so when, when it comes to sin sin doesn't Does it lie in the action? Yes, but it also lies in the intention. It's like abortion. I do not consider myself righteous enough to have an opinion on a woman walking out of Planned Parenthood. Okay, I don't know their situation. You might have a conservative, Bible-thumping Christian out there The same person that says the law is done away with, but they feel righteous enough to judge a female who just had her legs up in stirrups with metal equipment up her vaginal cavity, getting a fetus pulled out of her. Well, if the law is done away with, why are you bitching about abortion? Why do you feel righteous enough to judge that female? At the same time, it could be about intention. Yes, you're killing an unborn baby. I can see the negative effect of that. Does that sound grotesque? Yes, it does. But it's about the intention of the sin as oh, well. Oh
1: yeah, well that's that's where and like that's where it comes into play, of where it says God knows. The, he, he knows her heart. Right, and yeah. that's and we'll see when we get there. That's another thing of the waiting <laughs> game, like, and it's moderation. I you know. I never thought much about gluttony up until... Eating beginning. a lot? It's not just eating a lot. Mm, what? It's anything that is done too much. Too excessive. That can be... No, addiction. That can be exactly. Mm. Exactly. <clears throat> and that, <throat> that can be yeah, and, and anything. That's not something you should honestly really think about, neither.
0: No, There's only one judge there's only one mediator that's it that's all you're told nobody is righteous enough to sit in the seat of the judge
1: so i mean i feel that i like this is me speaking from my own life mm-hmm. and i've i've learned that i can be gluttonous with many things i can be I, i've been gluttonous with food i've I've uh, been gluttonous with Recreational drugs I have uh, th- There's many things that you can Be gluttonous with mm-hmm. And I think the What it was trying to teach there Was Things in moderation You just brought up abortion mm-hmm. Like okay If you're about to have a child, you realize you made a mistake, so on and so forth, there's complications <clears throat> with the pregnancy, this is about to ruin you and that child's life, and you could, you know, it could cause you uh, health problems, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. Justified. Yeah. If you're using that as a means of birth control, and every time you go get knocked up, you go get an abortion, Murder. It's all in the context. It is all in context, but
0: personally speaking, if me and my fiance go into Planned in Parenthood so she can get an abortion, and I come out and there's somebody with a Bible sitting there crit- critiquing,
1: oh her, no, no, they're no. getting their ass kicked. Oh no, 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 no. I'm not saying that they should be there at all. I I disagree with that because I do believe that in instances that it is warranted. Mm-hmm. It's nothing nobody likes to talk about. No, it's not something that should be discussed cuz it's nobody's fucking business. Exactly. I, I mean, and I'm, that should that should be left alone and that should be kept between that that is why we have yeah, uh, That, that is, is that I is why we That should gives me a headache. That that's like, that's, that's why that's place. that's that's why we have doctor patient confidentiality. That's where it should is that, stay HIPAA? Yeah. I think it's HIPAA Either it's way. Like
0: that that, that
1: was that was the point behind that is <laughs> that most Things within context aren't necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be bad. We, the people, make them bad. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like taking Robitussin. Mm-hmm. If you have a cold, <clears throat> it's not bad. Mm. But if you drink Robitussin to the point where you're robo tripping, yeah, you could shut your yeah. liver down and kill yourself. Mm-hmm. That is bad. That is really bad. Yep. That's gluttony at its finest. People don't think about it like that. They don't want to think about it. People to do that, they do that as an out. They do that
0: to feel, because usually, you know, when you talk about drug addicts, it's, I guess it could be some sort of like an emotional relief or an escape or something like that. I mean, I an mean, addiction is a whole different language. I don't, I don't (laughs) consider addiction to really be a disease. Uh, I know that there could be some arguments of that. I don't know enough about it, but
1: I I, believe it starts from a choice. I wouldn't wouldn't say that addiction is a disease. I would say that certain drugs that were created are a disease. Hmm. I believe that opiates are a disease, and specifically fentanyl.
0: I don't get on this where We were talking about fellowship in Ezekiel.
1: Jesus hey, Christ, look, man. man, we bounce around. We and go everywhere we, every, we go are. everywhere. Yeah, we
0: are. We ADHD. end
1: this episode. ADHD is a beautiful I, I, thing. I, I fucking hate it. I've been told like
0: I talk, I told you I talked to somebody. Learn to control in it, you yeah. Padawan. I gotta shorten up a little bit. I want to wrap this up. Alright, cool. Um, let's see. Uh the next prophet is Daniel. I don't want to pull Daniel
1: yet. So, okay. Um, so we'll finish up Ezekiel next week?
0: No, Ezekiel is done. we done. Like, done. I, I, I listed the chapters, uh, went over it, and I want, I want to go through this uh, quick. But let's see, what's next? Daniel is next. I'm not going to do Daniel. There's a lot to unpack in Daniel. Daniel was Daniel in Revelation hand to a glove is basically what that is I'm probably Hosea Joel and Amos in that order I may do I may do them all in one episode I don't think I think they're actually relatively small okay. compared to what I've done with Isaiah and you know Ezekiel and Jeremiah those are very big books so uh, Hosea, Joel, and Amos. Uh, I'm gonna do those next. I'm gonna try to do them in one episode, but I'm definitely gonna do an understanding episode for them. Uh, and I told you the reason I'm doing the understanding is because you have to put yourself yeah, in their shoes. I get shoes,
1: that. Because so. it, it's like going. Because we're we're looking at everything from historical context. Yeah, and you got to. And oh. I understand that. Yeah. Um, and if you have a book that's written by multiple people, you need to understand the perception of everybody that wrote it. Mm-hmm. So that it, it all makes sense. Yeah. Alright, so uh we'll be doing a new episode
0: next week. Later y'all